Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Well, as we already heard, this Sunday we start a new sermon series, a new book of the Bible as we continue to follow the people of God on their remarkable journey through the Old Testament. Two and a half years ago it was, we started at the beginning of the beginning, Genesis 1 verse 1, and since then we've been reading together, thinking together, and finding each other in the words of these sacred stories. And so, helicopter view, quick recap. We began with Adam and Eve, and we're reminded that humanity, you, me, everyone, was created good. Good, good, very good. We then followed one family line for quite a while, the descendants of Abraham and Sarah. They grew, expanded, eventually moved to Egypt. Some time passed and they become slaves in Egypt. We watched how God used Moses, a royal foster kid of sorts, to to bring the people out of slavery, to prepare them for the promised land. We watched as the people's cycle of complaint and a lack of faith and trust had them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And then we left off with Moses climbing a mountain standing on the top, finally looking out to see the promised land as he breathed his last breath. The Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, the books of Moses, we read a lot of it, not all of it, and yet there's still so much more that could be covered. We press on, we keep reading, and today we start the book of Joshua, a book about a people who have been left to wander for a long time. They're ready to take hold of the promised land and everything that that comes with it. It's It's an exciting book. There's some really good stories in it. It's a problematic book. There's a lot of war, a lot of divinely sanctioned violence, and it's a relevant book. For anyone or any community that has ever desired to move past wandering, transition, trials, right into promise, stability, success. So let's, let's get at it as we make a, a, a massive transition from Moses to Joshua. So for the last 50 years in this story, the way things worked was God met with Moses, and then Moses met with the people. All right, it was a thing. There was a tent of meetings, a divine cloud that would settle down. Everyone knew that God was with Moses. And now we have Joshua. Right? Who, who is this guy? Will the people follow him? Will God be with him? How does he feel about this new role? Right, so many questions that come up in transition. Because of that, I think the best way to get started is to actually go backwards just a little bit. And so, join me as we read the the final words. We read this together in August, but once again, we'll read the final words of Deuteronomy 34, 
starting in verse 7. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak and his strength had not gone. The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning were over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid hands on him. So the Israelites listened to Joshua and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom God knew face to face, right? who did all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh, to all of his officials, to the whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty powers or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. So we stop reading, and we get one thing clear right at the beginning. Moses was a giant, right? a, a, a giant of a man, a giant of the faith. His fame and fortitude followed him far beyond just Judaism and Christianity. He's renowned as a, as a prophet in Islam. They refer to him as Musa bin Imran, Moses, son of Imran. He stared down the greatest empire in the known world and lived to tell the tale. He split the Red Sea in half. He called down manna. He carried Ten Commandments down a mountainside written by God twice. He lived to be 120 years old and his strength never left him. That one's crazy. I turned 36 today and my hair's falling out. I'm walking with a limp, 120 years old. Moses was a giant. He was was the greatest of all time. When Moses died, an entire nation mourned for 30 days because they knew, they knew that there would never be another man like Moses. There'd never be another leader like Moses. AKA, I pity the fool who follows that act, who tries to fill those shoes. Do you feel that? I need you to feel that before we can meet Joshua. Can you sense what he might be feeling as the the lesser known replacement for Moses? Can you imagine calling your first meeting? holding your first state of the the union address after the death of Moses. Have you ever followed a really gifted public speaker in a presentation or a meeting? Have you ever been subbed into a game knowing that when you walked on the field, the best player on the team walked off the field? You ever started in a new classroom knowing that your sister had that teacher uh, before and, and everyone knows your sister's perfect? Have you ever been promoted, but instead of excitement, you felt feelings of of inadequacy, insecurity? Have you ever played the role of stepmom, stepdad, worried that it's just never going to be quite the same thing? Can you connect with Joshua? 
Do you feel what he might be feeling as he steps up to the plate? Now, I might be young in some eyes, but I'll tell you, I know a thing or two about suddenly finding yourself in a leadership position. I know a thing or two about carrying the weight of a community's expectations, the weight of, of memories past, the weight of a future unknown. I'll be super vulnerable for a moment. I know what it feels like to receive public affirmation. Happy birthdays, standing ovation even. And I also know what it feels like to stand up here alone. Minutes after having someone tell me they wish I wasn't the one standing up here. I know the joy and the loneliness of leading through transition. And I share that because that's, that's where Joshua is. That's how this book starts. And for this whole thing, this journey we're doing to become a window into our soul, for us to be able to get at our own humanity and the humanity of our loved ones, we got to get at Joshua's humanity. We got to connect with how he might be feeling. And it's doable. Because I know that, that you all have felt the same pressures, anxieties, transitions in your own life. In one form or another, I know that each of you have found yourself stepping into something new, into something big, not knowing if you were enough, not knowing if you had what it takes. And because of that, I know that God's got lots in store for us as we read through this book. So how about we start reading Joshua, starting in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we paused. So to, to all of Joshua's insecurities, anxieties, and uncertainties, God says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Can you imagine how good that might have felt? That might have been exactly what Joshua needed before getting started. And God didn't say, because I was with Moses, I'll be with you. He says, just as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. You. Plain old you, just as you are. Can you feel the knot in his chest just kind of dissolve? The tension in his shoulders finally loosen. And the cool part is we've seen this before. 
We've heard this promise before, and that's kind of the magic of reading through the whole Bible is you get to start seeing God's character again and again. Maybe you remember this one. When God first called out to Moses and called him into a role of leadership and in Exodus 3 and 4, do you remember how that interaction went? From the burning bush, God said to Moses, go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And Moses says, who am I? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Then Moses says, what if no one listens to me? Then what if no one believes me? Then he even goes on to say, but Lord, I've never been eloquent neither in the past nor since you've spoken to me. I'm slow of speech and tongue, right? Essentially, he says, I'm not your guy, right? I don't have what it takes for the thing that you're calling me into. And over and over, God said to Moses, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will go with you and speak with you. I will be with you. And so just as Joshua is about to step into something bigger than himself, right, take the vulnerable risk of saying yes to leadership and picking up a mantle once held by Moses, God assures him, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I think we all can hear that this morning, right? To anyone who's ever faced a challenge that seemed too big, a problem that seemed too, too large, a bump in the road that seemed impassable to anyone who's ever felt like maybe they weren't charismatic enough, smart enough, capable enough, able enough to be needed, to be loved. Anyone who's ever asked, who am I? The book of Joshua begins by reminding us of this ancient unending, universal promise of God to everyone, everyone, everyone that I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And this promise of God, this assurance of God's presence, it transforms things. It transforms our leadership transforms our perspective. It transforms the way we we interact with the world and experience the world. Knowing that God is with me, it transforms the experience of of being applauded, right? Because I'm not the only one standing up here. I do all this on my own. And in the same way, knowing that God's with me transforms being told that that I might not be wanted in moments. Because it's not just me, right? We're never standing here alone. Friends, the promise of God is with you, right? And it can change the game. So hear it, believe it. God is with you. God is with you. God will never leave or forsake you. Let's keep reading. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. 
Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from them to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that, so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you everywhere you go. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous recently? Here's a little Bible reading tip. God says something once, probably take notice. God says it a second time, you should probably stop in your tracks and pay attention. If God says be strong and courageous three times, you better believe something hard and scary is just around the corner. And maybe, maybe that can be our, our closing thought or reflection as we kick off this journey with Joshua. Despite what prosperity preachers might sell on TV, God's presence in your life doesn't mean that your life's gonna be easy, right? We all know that. It doesn't mean that material, emotional, or relational blessings are just gonna rain down from the sky. That's just not how things work. Moses knew God face to face and there is no chance I'm signing up for all the pain and suffering that Moses went through. Joshua received the same promise from God that God will be with him, but that doesn't mean that the next five weeks are gonna be easy reads, right? It doesn't mean that marching in the promised land is gonna be painless. Each and every one of you are God's dearly beloved. God is with you. God's presence will never leave you or forsake you. This I know is true. And I also know that life can suck sometimes. And I know it's a little direct. And truthfully, 10-year-old me would have gotten smacked on the side of the head for saying the word sucks in church. <laughs> but it can be important to say. Important to know. Because when life does end up sucking, and you all know it will at some point, it's important for you and your spiritual well-being to know that God is still with you. That bad things happen does not equate God leaving you or forsaking you because that's not on the table. That's not part of the promise. Joshua's about to take on something huge. He's about to, to lead the people of God to the promised land after they spent the last 40 years circling it and dreaming about it, and it's not gonna be easy. He's no Moses. He has no idea how things are gonna play out. All he knows is that God will not leave his side and that through that, he's gonna find strength and courage that will take him through it. And so whatever you might be facing, 
Whatever you might be feeling, the stress you've been carrying, the the imposter syndrome that you might be fighting, the fear of not being enough, the shame of not doing enough, don't go anywhere. Hang in there with us. You're not the first to feel that way. You're definitely not the last. Your promised land is still out there. It's still available. Be strong and courageous. I'll say it again. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous for God is with you. God will never leave you or forsake you. Amen.